morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jacobs, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and welcome to Tuesday. And our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And it's another great day. I had a little sprinkle this morning. Uh, the temperatures are, are coming down. It, it's a great time to be here in the Valley of the Sun uh, after the uh, the hot days of summer are behind us. So when we were out on the pickleball courts last night, I'll tell you what, I encourage everyone, you got to try it. It's fun. It's a fun game. Uh, you get a little exercise, but not, you know, nothing too bad. You know, nothing too bad. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> yesterday there was 12 people out there playing. And I think I was the youngest one guy out there. I, you know, I'm 51, um, and and everybody was probably, you know, let's say this: if I was to guess, between 50 and 70, probably maybe even 75. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I will say this: make sure you got your CBD before you do it, because uh, you can do it not have to take all the Advils and the Motrins and the Aleves and all the other stuff you have to do. Uh, go to 1360K since he hit the shopping cart button and ditch yours today. Uh, I'm joined like I always am with my partner in crime, Jason Walker, up there at the Mothership in Colorado. Uh, Jason, good morning. Happy Tuesday. I heard the commercial. We got a really great event this weekend uh, on Friday night at the radio station. Yeah, that's Matt with Unfair Advantage. Uh, He's going to have a... uh it's essentially like a video game, but it's a training course for uh, firearms training, and he's one of our advertisers, and uh, it's, it's going to be pretty fun to have people go through the uh, the gambit of the different uh, uh You can do all kinds of scenarios yep. and stuff, right? Yep, yep, yep. So it's, it'll be it'll be cool. I, I heard Dominic's Pizza. I, uh, I used to help run these things a lot more uh, intimately, but now I'm uh, Bucky's running a lot of this stuff, so I, I never know what we're going to get for sure until we get closer to the day. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, throughout the week and make sure you, uh, people show up for that. I'm excited. That's a, You know, the kids play the video games, right? I, I, I was never uh, a big video gamer. You know, that's uh, I'm, mostly because I'm, probably, I'm just not good at it. Uh, but but here's your chance. This uh, to the adult version, which you're going to be. Uh, I guess he, we we we've got a big screen there. He's going to have different scenarios, and and we're gonna you're going to have a, a weapon and all that stuff. It should be a blast. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Not not a real weapon. It's going to be a, uh, <laughs> a an electronic version of a firearm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little. Yeah, that that that, that may be a little too dangerous with real weapons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be it's going to be a lot safer than that, but yeah, it's it's uh, it should be a great time. Dominic's Pizza going to provide the food for everybody. Uh, that's going to be six to eight p.m. on Friday. I'm sure we're going. To... Sounds really exciting uh, to to try one of those uh, different. I wonder how many scenarios he has. I think over two hundred, but he's not going to do a bunch oh. of them because some of them are like fifteen minute ones. So we're going to gotcha. we're going to try to find those shorter ones. I think. I, I haven't got the whole thing down, but I think we're going to, because uh, you can't have everybody do it. So we're going to maybe do like a, a $5, $5 donation to Matt uh, for running the thing. Uh, anybody wants to jump up and do it, throw 5 bucks down, kind of like you're throwing your quarter in the, the video game machine. 
and then you run through the scenario up there, and it's it'll be pretty cool. I think I think the people that are watching the scenario will have will be thoroughly entertained also. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, when we get back uh, today, we're going to talk about. I got to say this, you know, we've been the last week or so, we've been finding out that all of the people inside of the Federal Reserve uh, have been conducting. Uh, illegal insider trading activity. Well, it'd be illegal for you and I, but uh, whether or not it's illegal for them. Uh, and Elizabeth Warren is the person leading the charge, saying, "Hey, you know what? We need to look into this. Where are the Republicans here? This is what I hate. Right? When, wrong is wrong." And where is everyone? I mean, you would think, Jason, this would be the one time, you know, we've got, uh, you know, what what is it, a uh, hundred senators. That It'd be a hundred to nothing to say, you know what, uh, we need to investigate everybody at the Fed. Anybody that did any of this is fired immediately. Don't, don't you think? That's what it's supposed to be. <clears throat> but the powers that be, uh, just, you know, uh, they're afraid of those guys, Joe. They're afraid of, of standing up against uh, the Fed, you know, the, the power that runs the powers. Um, they, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the way well, it, it is. It just does, you know, you bring up a great point. How powerful are they? Yeah, you don't stand up against and, and that. And this is, this is stuff when, you, when you're actually digging into this stuff. These guys were trading millions of dollars. Millions. It wasn't like they went out and right. the guy bought, you know, 10 shares of Apple. That's not what we're talking about. They were buying. And then when you actually track what they bought, they were buying the stocks they knew the central bank was going to bail out. That's right. Joe, you know, I use the analogy. The Republicans and the Democrats, it's like a, a mom and her five-year-old son. You go to the food court, the son runs around knocking over drinks, screaming at people's faces, and, and just really making everybody upset. And the mom just sits there and reads a book. The Democrats is the little boy running around causing all the trouble, and the Republican is the mom sitting there doing nothing about it. And that's why we keep going in a leftward socialist direction, Joe. Yeah, and it, it, it's just disappointing. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked at all. And, and you know what the funny part is? You would think, well, gosh, there should have been all these rules in place for all of this. When we get back, why wasn't there? Why wasn't there? And I'm going to give you the answer. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker. And just the ugly side of all of this. You know, it, it's bad enough that they manipulate data that uh, essentially makes them appear to be better than what they are. That somehow through uh, the power grab through the media... They've been able to gaslight us. And, and people think, and the vast majority of them, oh, man, we can't operate without this central bank. We have to have it. No, we don't. Matter of fact, it's destroying us. We would be so much better off without them. This is really, simply put, a criminal organization. That's been given power, period. 
you know, think about, uh, I don't know a single other industry that has more felony convictions than the banking industry, yet no one goes to prison. And now we find out that not just one, it wasn't like we had a rogue one. I, I don't even know how many there are. I, we, the whole thing needs to be investigated. Elizabeth Warren yesterday, after we found out the number two man at the Fed, Richard Clarida, was insider trading on information he gained at the Fed to know what companies were going to be bailed out and then acted accordingly. The day before the bailouts came. And here's the funny part. It wasn't like he was sitting, even sitting in his office. He was at Yale, of course, giving some speech. But, you know, before he's getting on stage, oh, real quick here. Because you know what happened. Right? What happened is they finalized who they were going to bail out, and then he went out and bought all those stocks. And so did Kaplan, the Dallas Fed. So did Rosengren, the Boston Fed. And we don't even know how many others. And Elizabeth Warren now is asking the SEC, you know, the Securities and Exchange Commission, to investigate whether the Federal Reserve leaders violated insider trading rules. And of course, we know that they would, but did the rule actually exist for them? And the answer probably is, it didn't. That's the, probably the answer. Uh, and, and a spokesman for, for Clarida as an example, which was just the absolute most brazen of them all. Because he did it literally after hours the night before they announced all the, all the bailouts. And I, I want you to hear the, what they said. This was a quote-unquote pre-planned rebalancing of his accounts. One such transaction included between, and I love this, between one and five million from a broad-based bond fund into an equity fund. You know, and they're trying to, to downplay it. Like somehow, one to five million. Well, how much was it? Was it one million or was it five million? Obviously, you know the answer. But why wasn't this against the rules? The answer probably isn't, and I don't know if it's as devious. I'm sure Jason will have a different spin. But you've got to understand that up until Alan Greenspan, so at least through the late 80s, the Federal Reserve did not talk to companies. They didn't talk, really, to the banks. They met in private. 
They never wanted the, the market to know what they were thinking. They didn't have press conferences. They didn't parade themselves out on TV ad infinitum. We can't even go a week without one of them out on TV somewhere. And so in the past, it was probably unnecessary for that rule. But again, even then, even if they weren't talking to the companies, if they still knew what companies they were going to help or not help, you would still think that that rule would be in place, wouldn't you, Jason? Yeah, you would always want to think that uh, the people that are running your monetary system are, <laughs> are going to be doing it in a, uh, you know, in, in a very... Uh, well, they should be doing it better than anybody, right? I well, mean, at the very least. They shouldn't be stealing, that's for sure. <laughs> they should do it with... The bar should be so hot. Yep. I mean, it's very simple. The rule should be simple. You have no access. You can take your money and you can give it to a company and, and, and a blind trust until you decide your term is over. That should be the rule. Why? Because you got all, no one has more insider information than the Fed. Right. And it is theft, Joe, because when you give money as a stimulus to some company from the taxpayers, and then you go and dump a bunch of money in that company to make a bunch of make a whole bunch of money off of it. That's that is theft. <laughs> that is stealing. You Pure know? and simple. And they can say, "Oh, well, we just moved it from a bond fund to a stock fund." <laughs> See, oh, well, nothing devious about that. See, Joe, well, Joe, the way unless I- you know the stock market's going to get a massive spike because you're going to come out and tell everybody, "Hey, we're going to bail everybody out." And of course, remember. Right, the bond market, right, is is doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, what, what I consider a completely corrupt system. It's hard. It's hard to feel corrupt, Joe, if, if the whole thing is corrupt. <laughs> you know, if everybody's if everybody's got their own uh, their, their own game on the side. Uh, it's Where, where's CNBC? Right. Where's Jim Cramer? Where's Maria Bartiroma from Fox calling for investigations? Calling for the outrageousness of this action? You're not going to hear it. Right? Two of them, they're going to be retired in five days. Clarida was already set to retire. Right? So all three of them, they're just going to retire and, and, and walk away and waltz away into the sunset. But, but again, I think it just highlights what I've been telling you all along. You're not allowed to hide. They are. Think about the Biden administration's nonsense where they want, hey, anybody, if you've got more than $600 in your bank account, we want the IRS to look at it. You make any transaction over $600, we want the IRS to look at it. But these guys can trade millions of dollars on insider information. Oh, well, don't worry, it's okay. We don't need to investigate that. How about we look at that? It's a new type of 401k for bankers, Joe. <laughs> it's our new retirement plan. You know, and, and again, all gain, and I guess the worst part is, all gained at our expense. Yes. All of it gained at our expense. Do you think these guys are going to suffer with the $30 trillion budget deficit? No. Do you think they're going to suffer with the $9 trillion on the Fed's balance sheet? Uh-uh. 
They've got so much money, it doesn't matter. You know who's suffering? The guy that's got to go out there, put his boots on every day, go to work, making the same amount of money he was making 10 years ago. That guy's suffering. That guy's suffering. Believe me, these Fed Reserve presidents, they're all millionaires. And how did they become millionaires? Well, it's really simple. We knew what was going to happen, and we put our money in the stock market from companies we knew were going to get bailed out. Or we're going to get preferential treatment. And nothing, you don't hear anything. You're not hearing anything in the mainstream media about this because they don't want you to know. Because you know that would upset you. Right? That that would be, hey, wait a minute, that's wrong. I you know, and, and that would cast doubt on the central bank. Listen, we should have all kinds of doubt. These guys are shady, like shady. It, it, it's incredible the arrogance yeah, of this group. They're bold, Joe. I mean, think about uh Biden, at least Biden used his son to go make deals to enrich himself. Even Biden, who's a moron, knew, hey, I'm not doing it. I'll send my son out to do it. Not These guys, they don't even care. Right? I bet they're sitting there going, and I'm sure of it. They're probably just shocked. I can't believe people are upset. What? So I made five, ten million bucks. I mean, big deal. I do it. We do it all the time. They probably feel that's why I said they probably feel self righteous. Love to Joe. know what the others have done, Jason. Because I, I don't believe for one second it was just these three no, yahoos no. that did. No, I, I think these guys got caught actually doing it out of their own accounts. It just was blatant, and I think they felt self righteous in, in their uh, their ability to, to, to you know I'm in a position that I should be able to do this. This is this is sort of a. Uh, you work for a pizza joint, you get to eat free pizza. I think that's how they see yeah, this. It was just a rebalancing, that's all. <laughs> it was nothing enough. I was rebalancing. What did they not get caught oh, for, Joe? was it right before we made that big announcement? Oh, well, that was just coincidence. When did they not get caught? And here's the thing is, who around their circle of family and friends are, are actually doing most of their bartering and money-making for them? Because I bet that's, not, that's why they don't want to investigate this, Joe, is they'll find all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I wonder where all of the tentacles of this would lead, right? <laughs> and, and how far this actually really goes. I wonder what uh, banks are involved. The entirety of Washington, right? D.C., Joe. The entirety of Washington, D.C. <laughs> Why do I got a bad feeling that J.P. Morgan's name's going to pop up and Goldman Sachs' name's going to pop up? You know, why, why, why do I have that feeling? Because it's the truth. I don't know. 800-951-0592. By the way, uh, the U.S. trade deficit, man, we broke another record. Of course we did. More money leaving the country. The trade gap reached $73.3 billion in the month of August. That's just a month. July was seventy point eight. Billion. August seventy three point three billion, right? And and you just do the math. Seventy billion a month, every month, month after month after month. I mean, we're almost now approaching that trillion dollar level, and that that wealth leaves this country and doesn't come back. 
And, and it's been going on really since the early 70s. Isn't that interesting? Does anybody else find that interesting, this criminal organization that's called the Central Bank? What changed in the early 70s that all of a sudden we never ran a budget surplus, another trade surplus, and or budget surplus even, government budget surplus ever again? Never have we run a trade or budget surplus again. Oh, that's right. Richard Nixon closed the gold window at the behestment of the central bank in August of 1971. Within one year, we never ran another government budget surplus, which most people, you know, done. Most people don't know for much of, most of the country's existence, we ran just as many budget surpluses as we did deficits. Yeah, think about that one for a minute. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592, Pizza Radio News Hour. So we're talking before the break about we're learning, and who knows how long, this has probably been going on for a long, long time. Probably why, as to Jason's point, we're probably never going to get an investigation. Right? Because they already knew. This probably wasn't even news to them. I mean, really, when you think about it, Jay Powell should be fired over this. Not only did it happen under your watch, I mean, the number two guy, your right-hand man, is in on it. Uh, the Boston Federal Reserve President, the Dallas Federal Reserve President, and who knows what. My guess is it's all of them, and that these three were just more egregious than the others. That's my bet. But then you start looking at other things, like record-breaking trade deficits, which people don't really like to talk about. Why don't they like to talk about it? Well, because that's not a sign of strength. That's a sign of weakness. You're a business owner. I've got more money going out than I have coming in. Is that a sign of strength or a sign of weakness? Right? Eventually, what happens? You go out of business. And this is what's been going on in this country now for 50 years. But you don't hear him say it like that. Oh, no. no. It's okay because, well, look at how much cheaper everything got. <laughs> Things ain't cheaper anymore, are they? Not one time in 50 years. We haven't run a single trade surplus in 50 years. Well, I think it's really, I think we ran a surplus in like 1972. It may have been 73, but that was it. We haven't run a trade surplus in 50 years. We haven't run a government. Now, let's face it, we haven't run a government surplus in, in over 50 years. And, of course, now we're so far away. I remember... 
when a $250 billion budget deficit was horrific. Right? And people were freaking out. Of course, we're coming up on this debt limit, right? They're, you got to raise the debt ceiling. And, and, of course, now Janet Yellen, we should just get away with that. We shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. We can just do whatever we want. And is it any coincidence? When did the United States, when did it start happening that you didn't live better than your parents? That's new. You know, I was, you know, of course, look at, I was born in 1970. My generation, going to be the first generation that doesn't live better than their parents. Period. And yet, think about this. All the other previous generations, we didn't have deficits. They didn't exist, really. I mean, the only time the government really ran a big deficit was war. And as soon as the wars ended, they went away. Heck, Jason's favorite guy, favorite president, actually paid off the national debt at one point. We ran trade surpluses for over a century. And who gave it all away? The bankers. Why? Because they wanted to sell debt and credit cards to the Chinese. Seriously, that's the big reason why, Jason, right? That's right. That's right. You know, it, it, the central bank is, uh, is a leech sucking the blood off of Americans. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's the way it works. Uh, the bankers, the Rothschilds being the originals uh, of the current way that central banks are run, they, they perfected the system of... Well, being a banker is profitable, but the problem is, is sometimes people die, sometimes people lose their jobs, they can't pay, they go into bankruptcy, and that's the risk. You know, every business has risk. The Rothschilds figured out, Joe, that, uh, well, geez, if, the, if we get the governments to, to borrow our money, they always pay back because all they have to do is tax the citizens. And uh, look, look where we're at today with the enormity of central banking across the world and the Fed especially. Uh, man... I, we're taxed at such high levels now, Joe, it, uh, that the colonists that broke away from the Bank of England, they uh, they wouldn't even believe where we're taxed right now. You know what's so funny? Is you, you, I look at Wall Street. And when they created 401ks and got rid of pensions, and, and really even go back to when Nixon took us off the gold standard, that was about a thousand points, and it's up thirty-five times. It's thirty-five thousand, thirty-four thousand today. Why aren't all of us millionaires? Right. Yep. And the answer is because the buying stocks isn't going to make you wealthy. You know, think about really what happened. You had to take money that you didn't need to spend, right? Because you had pensions. They didn't like pensions. They wanted, they wanted bigger profits for business and themselves. So get rid of pensions. 
Now you have to have a 401k, which you put most of the money in there. That's the, the joke of it all, right? You put all most of the money in there every month. And now you got to live off of this stuff, and you're supposed to make it. Here's the, the, the realities. With all these boom and bust cycles, the vast majority, not all, not all, some of you are lucky. And I shouldn't say lucky. Some of you are just smarter than others. But the vast majority of Americans, if the crash of 87 didn't wipe them out, then it was the recession on the early 90s or the tech bubble or the financial crisis or COVID or this next crash coming up, the vast majority of them end up having to raid that 401k anyway just to survive. By design. By design. Thank you, Jason. By design. By design. We, we took us off. The, we went off the gold standard so we would never run a trade surplus again. By design. We went off the gold standard so we would never run a budget surplus again. By design. From World War II. The end of World War II to 1971, we ran just as many surpluses as we did deficits at the federal level. And not fake ones like Bill Clinton, actual ones. Major Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. You better get your gold in place. So I'm just telling you. The Wall Street Journal is now confirming what we have known for a while now. That the Federal Reserve is much farther along with this digital dollar than what we were led to believe. Uh, Zero Hedge is uh, reporting, but the Wall Street Journal is uh, who broke the story that they're getting ready to release its official report on central bank digital currencies uh, highlighting, and this is the part that, that that really cinches it up for me, because this is going to be a savior. This is the, what their approach and pitch is going to be. Because a lot of you, me included, be like, hey, I'm not giving up my freedom like that. I'm not going to allow them to track you like Joe, Joe Biden, his $600 thing. Dude, with a digital coin, yeah, we don't need to worry about any of that now. Now we just got you. Heck, you can make a, a purchase for $6, we're going to know. But the the thing that appears, and again, this is out of the uh, Wall Street Journal, that they're going to be highlighting the Federal Reserve's ability to deposit money directly into the digital wallets of the American people, Jason. That's going to be their big save. Yeah, and, and me, the way I see these things, Joe, is, is that this wasn't something that they're developing here recently. I'm, I'm guessing this was something that they actually had ready about 10 years ago. I don't. I, yeah, I, we're behind. This is what I agree. Right by the time. Chess. Yeah, by the time Jason and I got on and figured out what was happening, you know, I, I like. I remember when Eric and I were talking about an Amero, and the Fed was probably laughing. Amero, we were we were done with that. 
five or ten years ago. Because by the time I figure it out, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not big enough. Right? Canada, Mexico, that's not big enough. Uh, let me give you uh, some things that out, out of out of this. Uh, they're, they're quoting Lael Bernard, who I've told you, Lael Bernard, my, this is my guess, my, her path. If Jay Powell goes down, and let's just say this insider trading thing gets worse and goes down, she'll be the next head of the Fed. If he doesn't go down, I believe she replaces Clarida as the number two and then becomes head of the Fed. It's just very hard for me to imagine that the United States, given the status of the dollar as a dominant currency in international payments, wouldn't come to the table in that circumstance with a similar kind of offering. In other words, saying, oh, of course, of course, of course we got to have our digital currency. Right? Because that's, that they already know that's where it's going. Uh, they're calling it FedCoin. Uh, I don't know that that'll be the official name, but in there they're calling it a FedCoin. And, and, of course, we know that the Fed has been, oh, well, we, we're, we're looking at it. We don't know, and don't worry. Uh, we're still going to have cash. And, and I actually think we're probably going to end up, Jason, in a system where for a while they'll let you have both. Hey, you can have both. And then I think they're going to put a date on the dollar. The physical currency itself. I think that depends on how big the emergency around it uh, is. If there's no emergency, they'll do both. If there's a massive emergency, this will be the the thing that saves everybody. I think that'll that'll be the uh, the caveat, Joe. I wonder what the dollar value is going to be <laughs> for all of us that have cash at home somewhere, where they say to you. Where did you get all that money? Because there's going to be a time limit on it. Yep. Believe me. Well, well, like Jason said, it may be instantly, right? Where, hey, okay, hey, we're going to this. You've got 90 days to turn all the cash into the bank. I think or, Joe, hey, I, you've, got, you've got a year to turn it in. I think that's when we get really busy at Patriot. That's what's going to happen. Because <laughs> nobody wants to put it in the bank. <laughs> You give it to the uh, Patriot guys, and uh, and then it stays a little more, uh, uh, you know. Private. Yeah, but again, I, we won't be able to take it. Well, if you give it a time, let's just say, uh, hey, uh, you got five months or six months. All cash has to be turned in, and then any cash you're holding will then be valueless. Yeah, but it is, they're smarter than that. They're gonna per, they'll they'll block businesses first. Like you going us going in there and saying, hey, we're depositing. You know, let's just say $100,000 in cash. Well, we want all the names and Social Security numbers of where you got this money from. That's true. I guess, it, de- I I, we'll I, I guess it depends on the goal of how you want to get the cash in, yeah. I guess. I, I think you, you've got to be in front of this. Uh, they're too smart because they, they always cover their bases. They always cover their bases. They leave themselves a loophole. We never get loopholes. 
but but I just see that coming. Maybe and, and maybe I, Joe. I, I, uh, maybe they'll have a license for cash. Maybe you have to go and earn a license to use cash. Maybe, maybe that would be part of it. Could, you know what? Who knows, right? Because they need to have these other countries uh, throughout the world to have this this uh, their own private way of being corrupt. So cash is how you do it. You know, when you when you see that big pallet of cash get dumped in Iraq that way, you know, some years ago, they they still got to have that ability. I think it'll be interesting. I just find it very uh, curious. That as this bubble, everybody kind of knows, man, this thing's getting ready to burst. And all of a sudden now, all these all these leaks are happening. Hey, they're, they're, maybe we're a little farther along than we've been letting you know. Of course, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker. Uh, gold was down uh, pretty healthily earlier today, uh, Hitting support at that seventeen fifty level now, back on its other way uh, seventeen sixty two. Uh, gold is down five bucks right now. Well, depending, Kitco's got it down I think eight or nine. Uh, New York's got it down five, but the price is still the same seventeen sixty two. Uh, silver looks like silver's getting ready to go into positive territory here twenty two sixty. Right now, silver uh, down four cents. Uh, the Dow is up four hundred points on. Who I nothing, right? This is one of these uh, bubble days. Speaking of bubbles, crude oil up again, seventy nine thirty one, getting ready to grow across eighty. Natural gas prices up eight percent today, Jason, uh, over six dollars and twenty five cents. Unleaded gas futures, boy, I saw gas prices jumped in Phoenix again. Uh, gas prices here in Phoenix are really for about three twenty-five to three seventy-five, depending on where you're filling up. Don't be—I wouldn't be surprised if we see four-dollar a gallon gasoline this winter here. Uh, unleaded gas futures are up a couple of percent as well. Uh, product. Let's talk about product. Hard to get. Uh, Jason can confirm that for you. Everything is slow. It's going to take a few days. Be patient. Um, yesterday, man, it was a huge day in here yesterday. Uh, today, we, yesterday we had $5 liberties. Today, uh, I've got $20 gold, uh, 2050 And I'm going to tell you right now, golds are up 10 bucks from that price. It's going to go higher tomorrow, assuming gold is here or higher. Uh, $20 gold today. Uh, 2050 at 800 951 uh, Silver, again, we Silver Eagles, no, nothing happening there. Uh, junk silver, the Bullion Bank had one, one bag of junk, which we bought. Problem was, uh, we sold two bags of junk yesterday. Uh, so junk, we're down to, we're, we're, we're scraping here. Uh, I'll keep you posted uh, if something pops up in the marketplace. Uh, but, Jason, th- I think this is just how it's going to be f- uh, between now and the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's showing a lot of uh, similarities to a coronavirus uh, when it, it ripped through in 2020, and then suddenly supply on silver just was hard to get, and gold was – the premiums were going up, like the premiums were se- seeming to creeping, creeping up right now. And 
that just uh, shows you that uh, the spot price doesn't really indicate you know, where the, the, the physical price should be. Yeah, well, spot price is fantasy land. Yep. Right? They still want to believe that uh, inflation's going to go away somehow in, in, in 2022. Listen, they're praying. But I think they already know that it isn't. That's the problem. I think they're giving you the appearance that, oh, no, as soon as we get past all, this stuff's not relenting. We created way too much money. And now we want a better way of handing out handouts to people to keep them from rioting in the streets. I mean, think about just the the amount of money that's been filtered into the American public since the summer. $300 per child tax uh, into your bank accounts. Food stamp increase, 30% started this week. It's just going to make things worse. That's, that's where we're headed.